0: Why does Wade Barrett flip his elbow pad inside out to do the bull hammer? He's not even turning it around. Maybe if you went to a 180 degree angle, but the padding is still on the elbow. You're just turning it inside out. Why? What, what do you, do? red doesn't hurt more than black. If you're gonna take off the elbow pad, keep it off. This is the yes talk.
1: Wrestlemania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's going to be called down the middle, 50-50. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. I heard you laugh. I heard you get off on it, brother. In their business life and in their private life.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, as always, Dustin Kaufman. I want to start off, we have a lot to talk about tonight, but I want to start off by thanking you at home for listening, uh, and I know you're listening, and I want to thank you because this is episode six, and we're once again the number two listened uh, to show on the trending Topics network.com, so thank you so much for that. It really means a lot, uh, your support, keep it coming, please share with your friends, Follow us on Facebook, it's really easy, at the Yes Talk. Same with Facebook, like it on Facebook. We're there, I'm there. All right, so we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Today is Tuesday, I usually come into Studio H here at the Cumulus Radio Building in Kansas City uh, right about 7 p.m., and I do uh, another show, Talk Drops. I didn't make it, I, I came in late tonight. I came in late because I wanted to watch The King of the Ring, so I could talk about that with you Because if I didn't talk about it tonight, I probably wouldn't get another opportunity We come in next week, I record on Tuesday, so we're getting a little late start It's now 9.51pm Central Time in Studio H right here in Kansas City So we're going to talk about King of the Ring tonight We're going to talk about Extreme Rules We're going to talk have our Raw Recappuccino As well as our Gimmick Change of the Week But first, first, I want to take a moment, pay tribute to wrestling legend Vern Gagne who passed away at the age of 89 years old. Uh, so, to pay a bit of respect to a man who molded the face of pro wrestling, as I was introduced to it, I'm gonna play the tribute put out by uh, WWE. It's a short video. I looked. I wanted to play something cool, like an old match commentary, but they were really long, and it wasn't. It would have been hard to listen to with just audio. And a lot of people in our generation didn't know who Vern Gagne was because he just we didn't grow up with him. And, but he really helped mold w- what the product i was introduced to he's what brought up the people that got me into pro wrestling and so i think the wwe they're a little it's only like a minute and a half and i think it, they did a really good job of introducing us of letting us know who he was before wrestling in wrestling it was just really good so i'll just take a minute uh the wwe remembers Vern Ganya.
1: i am not the wwe For more than four decades, Vern Gagne was a legendary wrestler and promoter and an instrumental figure in the expansion of sports entertainment. Vern Gagne grew up in Minnesota, and when the time arrived for him to choose a college, he stayed right at home, opting to become a Golden Gopher. There at the University of Minnesota, Gagne won four Big Ten wrestling championships and was the NCAA champion in both 1948 and 1949. Gagne also went on to represent the United States, as a member of the 1948 U.S. Olympic wrestling team. He would evolve from a remarkable amateur wrestler to one of the greatest and most recognizable professional wrestlers of any generation. Ganya headlined huge events at Chicago's Comiskey Park and Soldier Field, taking on wrestling's finest. Gene Kaniski, Baron Von Roschke, Jerry Crusher Blackwell, Billy Robinson, and most notably, Nick Bockwinkel. Ganya's wrestling career would span over 30 years, during which he captured the prestigious AWA World Championship on 10 separate occasions. Later in his career, Vern would become sole owner of the legendary American Wrestling Association and split his time between promoting the AWA and training scores of future superstars like Sergeant Slaughter, Ric Flair, Bob Backlund, and a host of others. His contributions to the sport of professional wrestling are unparalleled.
0: Years old, man. 89, that's a long life for anybody. That's a long life for anybody, especially somebody in the pro wrestling industry. Uh Vern founded AWA as well as had a long and illustrious career in the ring, but he was also uh he was a little before my time. But for for what he did, mostly for me, as as they mentioned, as he introduced, he brought up the Sergeant Slaughter, uh, the Ric Flair. Could you imagine? pro-wrestling without Rick Flair. Can you imagine without Sergeant Slaughter? Can you imagine the G.I. Joe animated movie in the 80s without Sergeant Slaughter? You can thank Vern for that. A lot of us never got to see Vern in the ring or really got to know him at all, but uh, at least at, in, in my era, right? I just, at my age, and I'm mid-30s, so but we're we are we're all greatly affected by his work, and it seems for the better. So thank you for all you did for pro wrestling, for all your contributions, and for dedicating your life to this business that we all love. Thank you, Vern, thank you. All right, Billy Corgan is the new TNA Impact Wrestling, a senior producer of creative and talent development. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, I mean, you know, he's been in pro wrestling for a little bit. He said, rather than trotting out the same old heels and baby faces, pro wrestling Argo, for bad guys and good guys, Corgan thinks fans are ready for new stories. He said there's a tremendous opportunity to go into really fresh, new directions. Uh, he said there are ways to explore those themes in ways that are productive, create new stars, and show that value-based baby faces no matter what their background no matter where they come from can draw new audiences and inspire people in new ways wow i mean he's got a vision here i mean this could that's good that's a vision he wants to do something new it sounds like he's gonna really separate it i heard they're gonna there's like a, he mentioned race and stuff like that so i mean Curious to see what they do with that. Now, this could be great for TNA, as a lot of you know, and I have expressed myself on this topic several times that I lost my interest in TNA a long time ago. I, I loved it as a point. I loved it, and I stayed with it. I stayed with it for, for the end the squared ring, Uh It it was exciting, it was new, it was different, it had a lot of great talent. And not only did TNA have a lot of great talent, TNA used its talent wisely. I stayed with TNA all the way till about halfway through aces and eights. I just couldn't follow that story anymore. It was horrible. It was so far from what I liked about TNA I just couldn't watch that product anymore. And I really think it was as much that the Aces and Eights story was so bad, but it was it it was also that it was it was that it was this it just wasn't the product I grew to love. TNA fans might ask why I don't like TNA or even why I quit followings, and it's because I love professional wrestling and what they were giving us. Uh, Was not only a far cry from TNA. It was a horrible Horrible interpretation of how pro wrestling was perceived in the late 80s and early 90s It had become filled of stale hack stories that followed redneck Wrestling and that's not what pro wrestling is today It's not what pro wrestling is today. It's not redneck wrestling in fact that hasn't been pro wrestling in probably 20 years so Billy Corgan doing going into TNA right now at this point could be a huge game changer for not only the company, but professional wrestling as a whole. So some of you may or may not know that Billy Corgan had his own Chicago-based pro wrestling organization called Resistance Pro from 2011 to 2014 so this isn't necessarily a shocking surprise but it's a nice surprise it was it's exciting it actually kind of gives me chills in my knees right even talking about it I think I'm, I'm excited to see what Billy can do with the company and where he can take the product I think the product's a lot better now I have been watching it a little more lately I know it's not aces and eights anymore and they are bringing up new talent and they still are once again using talent so I'm excited. I'll be, I'll be watching a little bit more TNA again. I, uh, I have been. I like what I see. Um, how bad is Daniel Bryan's in- injury? I mean, not saying exactly what the injury is. That says a lot. I mean, usually they come right out. Oh, it's a concussion. It's a neck. They just haven't really said. They mentioned it on Raw with Bree Bella. That was kind of because I mean they've really been pushing Brie as a as as a heel with Nikki, putting her in these matches now, trying to like let her work back into a face. I don't know what they're doing. Like, it's really but so to mention like Daniel Bryan the main face which they haven't touched on in a long time, it just makes me think that they're trying to keep his name relevant. But maybe like they're going to see a Brie Bella face turn in the future. Maybe both Bellas are going to. I don't know what. I'd like to just see that Brie versus Nikki. Let Brie take the belt from Nikki. Let that feud for a while. I think Brie could be a big face. I think she could really be a good face of the Divas division for what they have right now. Saying, I mean, we should have Charlotte in there now, but we don't. So what's there now? Who they have now? Paige not there. The way they use Nightheart. I mean, Brie could be the face of the Divas division. And She can wrestle. I mean, she has improved a lot over the years and she's better in the ring than Nikki. That's a fact I mean, so they really back the pushes put her behind Nikki right now as that cheerleader but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something break from that Pretty soon. Um, all right. I uh, I was uh, looking around the WWE uh just snooping today and uh I went to the WWE.com superstars section, you know, when you go to the WWE website and click on current superstars, the first page it takes you to is the lineup of all the current champions, which is smart. It's a nice thing to see, but this is what bugs me. Right front and center in the middle of everybody is, who do you think it is? Come on, come on. You think it's the WWE world heavyweight champion? Sure isn't. You guessed it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. Mm-hmm. Right from right front and center is your current United States champion, John Cena. And it goes from left to right. So like Seth Rollins is and then Daniel Bryan and then Cena, then Nikki Bella, and Big E representing the tag team champions like like just Big E on that front page. You have to go to the second page to see the other tag team member. So But I mean, they could have just put the whole tag team. Anyway, so now from left to right the belts actually go in order of belt relevancy at least in my opinion as far as how they are perceived to the public wwe world heavyweight championship belt intercontinental belt u.s title divas champion and then tag team champions now i would debate the divas and the tag team belts uh the way they push the divas division but nikki bella and the bella brand is probably bigger than the divas division uh as a whole right now, right? So it's, I mean, when you take the belt off them, I mean, I don't know, right now, just right now, in, until we get some new talent, because it's <laughs> shy talent. I'm just keep being told uh, that this that this Funkadactyl is the best athlete on the roster, and that's really disappointing, because I see who they could put on the roster. So don't tell me that this Funkadactyl with glowing shoes who like until the past week has like fucked up every match has had a botch every match whose finisher is an ass face pie don't tell me that's the best diva in the divas division don't tell me that's the most athletic female you have in your locker room stop it stop lying to me stop lying to us That is not your most athletic diva. And if it is, act like it. Uh, So, But left to right, I promise you, and is it's not how they are lining them up on the website. You go to the page, and front and center is your company champ, John Cena, which everybody else is behind him. It's kind of like this front and Vs. So if you're going to put the strap on Seth Rollins, or anybody for that matter, trust your decision. Trust your wrestlers, and trust your fans to appreciate their champion. You put your champion front and center. I don't care who it is, face or heel, Seth Rollins, John Cena, or Michael Cole. If Michael Cole is your champion, you put him front and center. You put the belt on him, you believe in him, so quit putting him behind John Cena. He's your champion. When is John Cena going to start putting people over? I think it's about time, don't you? How bad is Rusev going to look uh, lo- losing this feud? He looked great going into WrestleMania 31. Looked great going in all the way to the ring. Looked great. What has he done since? Had a couple jobber matches and lost to Cena again? Cena isn't... It's Cena is not gonna say I quit at payback. All right, Cena versus Rusev. I quit match. Cena is not going to say I quit ever He has never said I quit He is never going to say I quit and he's not going to say I quit at payback There is there is one way I guess to get Cena to say I quit and that goes back to when Cena had the power to bring back the authority And Seth Rollins forced him to do it by threatening edge Cena, John Cena is a superhero to the end. John Cena is a superhero. So I think if Rusev can find a way to put another superstar at harm, then maybe Cena will say I quit. But is that a story Rusev and Lana can do? They basically have no affiliation with any other superstars, so shy of dragging Zack Ryder out from the back curtain, threatening to stab him with a Russian knife, I don't know what they could do, except for one thing. There is one thing they could do. And it's right in front of our face. Who has Rusev been feuding with besides John Cena lately? Lana, who has definitely been over. Lana has definitely been over. Not only has she been over, she's been acknowledging it. When they chant for Lana, she waves to the audience. She's been embracing the love from the WWE universe, which has caused Rusev to send her away every time. So I think of Rusev and I wouldn't put it past the character, but uh, if Rusev puts Lana in harm or threatens her harm, we could see Cena say, I quit at payback. If Rusev handcuffs John Cena to the ropes and then Threatens Lana or better yet actually starts attacking Lana. Let's say he he taunts to hit her and then he actually hits her Maybe he powerbombs. Maybe he puts her in his little camel clutch thing Would Cena quit we could see a Rusev victory if you see Rusev putting Lana in a submission hold with John Cena handcuffed to the ropes Well, you're going to have a new United States champion at payback, but it's not going to be a tap out and it's not going to be from submission. John Cena would never put someone over like that, but to save his character, to keep face and keep that John Cena Superman perspective, he would say, I quit to save someone else. He would, he would, he would. All right. All right, starting out, uh, it's this, let's do this. Let's do the gimmick change of the week. All right, we still we have a lot to talk about. We still have King of the Ring, Extreme Rules, Raw Recappuccino. So right now, I want to talk do the gimmick change of the week. That's right. Every week, I pick a superstar who I feel is in desperate need of a gimmick change. And this week, we have Roman Reigns. That's right. This week's gimmick change of the week is Roman Reigns. Roman doesn't need a giant overhaul as much as he just needs some tweaking, which will come in time. We hope, right? I mean, we hope. But if they want to push Roman Reigns the way they have been, then that time needs to be now. Again, every problem we are currently having with Roman Reigns would have been worked out in time and I believe he would have worked them out himself maybe it would have been on his own maybe it would have you know maybe he would have figured it out talking with his cousin the rock but he would have figured it out and he he would have been a part of the equation the problem now is he has everybody else trying to figure it out for him everyone is trying to figure out what Roman reigns needs to do Everyone else is trying to decide what Roman Reigns needs to wear, what his shirt should say, what should Roman Reigns character be. And that's not a good thing. You don't want other people going, this is who Roman Reigns should be. You just want them to know who you are. The last thing you want as a WWE superstar, is having the universe saying he needs to do this or he needs to do that. Because what that says overall is you, yourself, don't know who you are as a character. And if you don't know who you are, then how are we supposed to know who you are? And if the WWE universe doesn't know who you are, and how they are supposed to get behind you, right? If they don't know who you are, how are they supposed to get behind you? You're not a one-man SWAT team. You're not a member of the Shield anymore. So stop acting like it. Seth Rollins is probably right. When he said on Raw last night, uh, he said that he created the Shield and he destroyed it. Uh, So Roman Reigns was thrown in to this faction and the faction took off. But when it ended, when the shield was no more, when Seth Rollins took the chair and ended the shield and moved on and Dean Ambrose moved on, they had a background to fall back to. They knew who they were as a professional wrestler and they became that. They took that as an opportunity to allow themselves to shine through. They became who they already were, essentially, right? Here's the problem. Roman Reigns, uh, in that position, before the Shield, Roman Reigns never had time to figure out who he was in the ring. We know who he is outside of the squared circle. He's a family man and a former football player, but that doesn't convert into the squared circle unless you're kevin owens apparently i guess who is playing that story wonderfully not the p- football player but kevin owens every week is fighting for his family he's the family man every week is fighting for his family he's going to hurt you for job security kevin owens is holding on to the title for the paycheck because he has a family kevin owen as big as a heel as he is is there every week fighting for his family and that right there Is who he is we know who Kevin Owens is he's a big badass family man who hurts people injures people and knows what he's doing in the ring and he knows who he is in the ring and that would have been great for Roman Reigns you know I mean that line that character I mean he admitted in interviews he said I am here for the money I'm here for my family so why isn't Why isn't that who he is in the ring? Well, now, because that's who Kevin Owens is, right? So, Roman Reigns, when it comes to his in-ring persona, not who he is outside the ring, but how he's perceived to the WWE universe and wrestling fans in general, Roman Reigns needs to figure out who he is, all right? Let's take his cousin. Let's look at The Rock. The Rock took an extension of his personality and expanded on it. The Rock is an exaggerated version of Dwayne Johnson. He took a part, that part of himself, the part that he felt would shine through and he multiplied it by a thousand percent and he made it work. And I I don't feel like The Rock tried to be somebody he wasn't. Uh, The Rock, I mean, you know, it was just fun. The Rock is a trash talking. uh, Well, here, I'll let The Rock, uh, I'll let The Rock say it for himself how about that
1: the jabroni beating oh! pie eating trail blazing eyebrow raising heart stopping elbow dropping electrifying the dirty south so know your role and shut your mouth the brahma bull ever defiant standing as tall as andre the giants
0: and, the jabroni beat and that's who the rock thinks he is and that's who he was the rock was and is everything he just said because he believes in it and he knew who he was and that uh is what roman reigns needs to do he needs to find that part of his personality and nobody can figure it out for him wwe creative can't tell roman reigns who he is and how he needs to be Some people that works with to a point, but Roman Reigns is different if they want Roman Reigns to be the guy and if Roman Reigns wants to be the guy, then he needs to figure out who he is for himself. If WWE tries to create who Roman Reigns is, well, he's probably close to finished. You think WWE gave Stone Cold Steve Austin his attitude? You think WWE told Shawn Michaels how to evolve? You think WWE invented the rated R suit edge with the personality? I mean, the WWE puts Big Show in diapers. When you let WWE decide who you're going to be, You end up a 300-pound weightlifter in a onesie named Ryback, and you walk around beating up bananas and hot dogs, saying things like, feed me more. You end up dressing like a bullfighting superhero or you're being called Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Roman Reigns needs to be Roman Reigns, and nobody can tell him who that is. Roman, you're not in the shield anymore. Stop acting like it quit dressing like the shield quit coming out to the shield music quit using the shields entrance through the crowd Where are you coming from the popcorn vendor every week? Take off the bulletproof vest. I know you have the new vest with your logo on it, and it's cute It is it's adorable. It's different. But why are you wearing a Bulletproof vest to the ring? Why are you wearing are you the big boss man? Are you from Cobb County, Georgia? Are we all going to be serving hard time? Stop it. Just stop it. Take off the vest. Be yourself. And give us a chance to know you. I think Roman Reigns is stuck somewhere between who he wants to be and who WWE Wanted him to be in the shield the shield was a role. It was a starting point an introduction and An open door to walk through and that's it Seth Rollins knows it Dean Ambrose knows it I think Roman reigns is stuck in a character He's as they say in the cop world in too deep He went in too far undercover and forgot who he was while he was down there the shield for Roman reigns should have been no more than a learning experience And the fact that he's still driving the shield thing as much as he is speaks a lot of volume and it's not for the better. When Shawn Michaels ended The Rockers, did Shawn continue to use The Rockers' music? No. He got an original song and it couldn't have fit his character better. You know who did continue to use The Rockers' song? Marty Jannetty. And let's face it, what happened with Marty Jannetty? Nothing good at all ever so roman reigns or should i say roman Janetti? it's time to move on it's crucial you move on please for us for the fans for yourself please don't be a marty Janetti. all right that is our gimmick change of the week now let's talk about king of the ring the reason i was late here getting to studio h tonight I I love the King of the Ring. I I remember watching the first pay-per-view on television. It was such an exciting pay-per-view. It was such an exciting event. I don't know why they canceled it. I loved the tournament. You know? I loved it. I loved it. And then it just kind of dwindled down to this... To like TV, and then it was just like, okay, who cares? And I mean, they couldn't have promoted this thing less. But as soon as I saw it, I was really excited. I like tournaments. I was actually disappointed to see that there was tournaments on Raw. I just wanted the whole thing right there, you know. But so the King of the Ring, uh, one hour special on the network tonight, which said there was the semifinals and the, and the finals. So it was three matches, and the, they were Wade Barrett versus Our Truth and Sheamus versus Neville. That opened it up. Sheamus versus Neville started off the King of the Ring one-hour special on the WWE Network, and man, the size difference between Neville and Sheamus, my God. I mean, I don't. we don't always think of Sheamus as a big guy. I, I don't. I don't always think of Sheamus as a big guy. I don't usually think about how big he is, but I mean, they've really been reminding us lately. I, I don't know if it's because he just was faced for so long or he just wasn't in any relevant battles. He wasn't in any really good battles. So I just never thought about how big he was because I probably just didn't care, right? So Sheamus versus Neville, Neville won. Uh, awesome match. It was from a Ziggler interruption. However, Ziggler came out, reminded him about the kiss the arse match and Extreme Rules. He came out and he said, I'm here to collect. I was like, oh, f- please don't. Please, no more ass-kissing. Please, can we not kiss any more arses? All right, so first round. I want to say I think Neville was – may have been – I mean, I I don't know if I would have watched it if he wouldn't have been in there because by that point on Raw, I mean, I just – I don't know if R-Truth would have been enough, right? So, But it was great. Uh, So Neville won that round, and then Wade Barrett versus R-Truth – Can you imagine if R-Truth won the King of the Ring? King Truth, the R stands for royalty. Barrett uh, turned his elbow pad around again and won with the bull hammer. Why is he turning it inside out? He puts the padding right back on the elbow. Turn the padding to the soft part part of your arm. Turn it around or take it off. What do you do? Turn it around or take it off. Why do you turn it inside out? The pad is still on the elbow. You're not fooling anybody and you're not fooling me. Just stop doing it. Just, oh, it's red. Ooh, it's fire. All right. So, Barrett versus our truth. I mean, it's just like that's how you want to draw people to the network. With our truth, not a Cesaro or an Ambrose or a Ziggler. I understand putting Neville in there because he's re- he's NXT, and that's who watches the network. Okay, so they they were they're using Neville. I mean, it's great because he gets great exposure out of it. He's in the you know he's in the finals of the King of the Ring, uh, and so people are going to watch, who already watch. So okay, so I mean, is that? People who watch the network will like that he's on there because they already watch. But is Neville to new people who people don't watch NXT? Are they and people who are they don't have the network? Are they going to go? Okay, our truth and this guy we just met a month ago. This is the you know so whatever, whatever. Uh, so Wade Barrett won and um, and I that's you know what look I want Neville to win. I'll say that. I wanted Neville to win. I wanted it. The new level to Neville. I love Adrian Neville. I would love to see him get that kind of push this early on. But he was in the finals, and that's good. Wade Barrett, congratulations to Bad News Barrett, who's probably now King Barrett. Is it going to be King Bad News? I've got some royally bad news. I'm afraid I've got some royally bad news. Like, he's going to be a great king. The heels make better kings. Heels make better kings in professional wrestling. In America, people boo kings. I don't know. That's just what they do. They boo kings, heels. I'm going to say it again. He, and heels make better kings in professional wrestling because face kings get beat up. Bret Hart won King in the Ring the first time. He got beat up, and I think it was by Jerry Lawler. All right. I mean, so that's like all right. So Jerry Lawler just ruined my night. It's, you know. So I mean, okay, right? Heels can flaunt it. Heels can rub it in your face. They can constantly remind you. Wade Barrett, can. It, maybe it's something for him to sink his teeth into. King, bad news. All right, so, and as much as I love the King of the Ring, you know, I mean, they have three weeks to build payback since Extreme Rules Sunday, and they spent the time building to a one-off event that had one day's notice. What? I mean, it's a great week for the network, right? It is a great week for the network. It's a lot on the network this week. But in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, but in a business point of view, this is an overdone week. They're overdoing it. In one week, they're going to have King of the Ring, King of the the Ring on the network. Wow, tomorrow is a Mick Foley comedy special. That's cool. People are going to watch that. People like Mick Foley and people like comedy. People will watch that. And Stephanie McMahon is going to interview with Jericho on Thursday after SmackDown, which is great. This is all great. It's a great week of programming for the network. I'm sure investors are thrilled. Here's the problem with that. What are you going to have next week? No King of the Ring. Probably not going to have a new Mick Foley comedy special next week. You're not going to have a Stephanie McMahon interview. I mean, the network has basically had nothing as far as, like, events outside of their once-a-month pay-per-views since Legends House. You know, occasional after-raw things, NXT, stuff like that. But WWE, this would have been a great opportunity to ensure, like, a month's programming for the network, right? I mean, that... It's just oh, too much at once. This week, Stephanie McMahon, which you've, at, which, which you've actually been promoted to, we've, we've told you about it for weeks. Stephanie McMahon, on this date, will do an interview on the network. All right, next week, get this everybody, next week, Mick Foley is gonna have a comedy special. Come, come back next week, too, right? And then the following week, guess what we have? king of the ring no not yet we have payback we have our next fucking pay-per-view how about that all right then king of the ring after you promote it and why are the king of the ring matches still on raw make this a pay-per-view again or keep it on as a network exclusive i think that's a great idea but keep it on uh the the network, right? Keep the King of the Ring within the King of the Ring. Part of the fun of watching the King of the Ring when it first started was watching these guys have to wrestle three matches in one pay-per-view, like WrestleMania 4, a four-hour tournament, which ended with Macho Man winning the belt. I like the idea of the King of the Ring being a network exclusive, but in order to make it a network exclusive, it would have to be exclusively on the network exclusively matches on the network make it a three hour of it make it a two hour event is that really i mean you could do an easy three hour king of the ring on the network only the network They need that that would be such a cool thing for wwe to do once a year on the network is king of the ring three hour special non-pay-per-view Only on the network and it hasn't been a pay-per-view in so long when they're not gonna have to like fight about it If they already have their pay-per-views, so make it a one-time thing promote it You promote it don't start a tournament event with four wrestlers What kind of tournament? Starts with four and you can't tell us well. We had the first four matches on raw. Well, okay, great That was raw not king of the ring we want to watch the king of the ring matches at king of the ring not on raw you you have a pay-per-view in 3 weeks promote it i uh they started it too hot for tv with jerry springer that debuted after raw the last thing we need on the network is another best of show you know uh, I mean, I watched it when I did check it out, and I couldn't stop watching it. I'll say that I couldn't stop watching it. But they need original programming. The network needs like a r- more. And I know they they're looking at like, oh, well, Jerry Springer. It's a new show now. It's like a fucking replay. All right, a program. Legends House Two should be their number one focus. I'm gonna say it again. Legends House Two should be the number one focus for the WWE network. You get Hogan and Ric Flair in that fucking house together. You can put Kevin that Na- who can <sighs> Legends House 2 should be the number one focus on the network. Uh and More specials the king of the ring is a great idea once a year. Let's have a new network wrestling special Maybe something every three or four months another one-off, you know um, Maybe bring back the Saturday night main event. How awesome would that be? And you could do it. uh, I wouldn't even want it to be before a pay-per-view I know that's how they'd want to do it That's how they've always used Saturday night main events before is to build for pay-per-views But I don't want uh, a special event just to build for another event, but I get it. I get it Okay, you always have to build to the future but What I'm saying is, King of the Ring, as a network special, has a definitive ending. Somebody, at the end of this night, will be crowned the king of the motherfucking ring. The Royal Rumble. Somebody will be the winner of the Royal Rumble and heading to WrestleMania, maybe. Unless they change their mind and decide to put somebody else in there. Or whatever. Or let the audience vote. Okay? But, I want... I don't so uh, what I'm saying is have a, every 3 or 4 months a network special that's just good wrestling. You can have an intercontinental title match on there. You can have a US title match on there. You can have a you know um, a tag team title match, maybe even put the title on the line. How about that for ratings to the network? Have an incredible heavyweight championship match on the network at a network special pay-per-view. And not two hours, three hours, give it to us. Give us these network exclusive specials. Make me happy I'm with the network, which I am. I am. I love having these monthly pay-per-views or network, spe- whatever they are. I love having the, the monthly pay-per-views. I, I, love, I love NXT. Uh, but we need more wrestling and new wrestling, wrestling specials on the network. All right. King of the ring, congratulations to bad news. Barrett, excited to see what he does coming out of that. All right, Extreme Rules. I watched Extreme Rules with my buddy Sean, who I watch most of my uh pay-per-views with. Uh we we weren't not actually that impressed. We uh we actually took a break right before the main event. Steel cage match, we hit pots, took a break, went to the restroom, went outside, smoked a little bit. About 30 minutes later, we went back in and finished the show, and I'm glad we took that break because what it did is it separated the last match with the rest of the show. And it was a fun match. It was a fun cage match. The title match in the steel cage was a lot of fun to watch. Not only was the match good, the story was good. The story was played out wonderfully, and it was Fun to watch Kane uh, was a great guardian of the cage Kane interaction with JJ security was fun Watching uh, j and try to climb the cage just to have Orton knock them off by throwing Seth Rollins into them That was fun to watch the ending was fun Usually I like just a one-on-one uh, and I match and I kinda shunned to the outside interference, but this was well done. Seeing Kane uh not only choke slam Orton, but he choke slam Seth Rollins first. Whoa. And the RKO ending was great. I really enjoyed that. To see uh, Seth Rollins drop the SKO after Randy RKO'd Kane, it was a lot of fun. It was a big pop. Uh, It was a lot of fun to watch. Really enjoyed that match. As far as the rest of the pay-per-view went, it's really bad when I cheer harder for the pre-match than any other card on your event. And boy, was I cheering for Neville in that pre-match. It was an amazing match, and he won. I wasn't sure uh, if that was going to happen or not, but when Adrian Neville walked out as as his opponent, I was genuinely excited because I hadn't heard that he was going to be there. It was new to me. I didn't read that beforehand, and I was really into that pre-match. I really wanted Neville to win, and he did. It was a fun match to cheer for. Uh, as far as the start of the pay per view, Ambrose first man out, that's a good decision. That match was awesome. Okay, that match was wonderful. It was a wonderful start of the match. All right, uh, and then they drove away in a car and didn't show us what happened when they left. Uh, I'm sorry, you got to take a camera th- with, th- there is so many missed. Opportunities with that match. It was so great. It started so great I was so into it uh, and it was a great start to an event titled extreme rules But it was like also a mistake to start with that match I thought because at the time because I know I knew two minutes into that match We're going to get another we're not gonna get another match as physical or as brutal Uh, Or as extreme, like two minutes in, I knew we're tapped out. This is as extreme as this pay-per-view is going to get. Uh, And then they drove away and they came back and it just, they really lost so many opportunities. You're in Chicago. Go film Chicago. Find a building. Find a lake. Find a pizza joint. Find something. Have these two go to the streets of Chicago. Just follow them out to the front of the building for a while. Are you telling me they drove away in a car together? What? They just And then they came back? What? Come on. What? Somebody forgot to think the middle of that. Somebody's like, oh, have him drive away, come back later. No, don't just have him drive away and come back later. Well, well, that match could have lasted so much longer. That match, I really thought that that match, I was like, this match is gonna last at least an hour, could last like all the way up to right before the main event. But no, there was no middle. I mean, do you remember when Piper and Gold Dust went out in the street fight and they went to the streets and the cameras were there? They were hitting each other with cars. They were throwing each other to dumpsters. It was freaking amazing. It was amazing. They went to the streets. If you're going to have a street fight and your wrestlers are going to leave the arena, you send cameras with the wrestlers when they leave the arena. Good usage of uh, the chain by Rusev uh, in that match. Um, God, what a mat! That the chain match, the Russian chain there—that was extreme, extreme turnbuckle touching. That's what the night: extreme standing, extreme turnbuckle t- touching, extreme ass kissing. It was an extreme night. Uh, Rusev and Lana the Few continued Lana goes to the Authority. What happens when that when that is is Alana gonna end up at the Authority? I mean because when she walked into that dressing room I think a lot of people in the WWE universe thought Lana had just joined the Authority, which Maybe that's what they're wanting to hint at. Because this really has been a lot of tension, a lot of sending her off this. I mean, we could easily see a Rusev-Lana separation really quick. So, if Lana goes to the authority, how long is it going to take Lana to lose her accent? How long till Triple H sleeps with Lana in real life? And how long till Stephanie McMahon sleeps with Lana in real life? (laughs) So, I mean, is she going to start escorting people to the ring? Is she gonna start? Is she gonna start being the manager? Is, is Lana gonna replace J and J security with Seth Rollins? A lot of questions. Curious to see how that plays out. I'm curious to see if that's gonna play out at uh, Payback as well. So Big Show versus Reigns, still at Extreme Rules. This match was about what I thought it would would be, uh, except for a much better ending. Uh, was it an original ending? No. Were they original spots? No, we've seen those moves before. People would have cheered for those spots from anybody. A spear off the table got a huge applause when Edge did it. But they were fun to watch. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch, actually. I mean, the whole match itself was okay. I mean, but then Big Show, I mean, just... It was great. But how do you keep down a giant? Uh, well, apparently, you throw a commentary table on top of him and stand on it. So... I mean, it was an exciting match. It was physical. It was better than I thought. It ended better than I thought it would be. The match was about what I thought it was. All right. So the tag team title match, again, heel versus heel. Do you remember when tag teams used to turn heel or turn face? Or you ran a story to have something turn heel or turn face? Every other week, Like the champs are heels and face, and these guys are heel. People don't know who the fuck to cheer for. How about a heel? How about a face? You have a, it's not the reality era you talk about, okay? You say it's the reality era, and there's no heels or no face, but there are heels and faces because you book people as heels and faces. And then every once in a while, you want to say, oh, okay, well, we'll just try this out. We'll see how this person does against this person. It's like two heels. People don't know who, they don't know who to cheer for. They don't. You work people into a position that's it you work and if hey you work them into a position you get them to turn and then oh and then if you decide you don't want to do it guess what it was a double cross and then you just bring them on back to where they were but at least you built it at least people cared why they did it why they were okay alright so new champions it's a new day huh new tag team champions with the new day they were having fun with them on raw raw The rematch is on SmackDown. I don't... Cesaro and Tyson Kidd are a great tag team, all right? And the fact that the rematch is going to be on SmackDown says that Cesaro and uh, Tyson Kidd will not be getting the titles back, okay? We're not going to see that happen. I don't... Usually, for me, if we are seeing a rematch immediately after the pay-per-view, it's to get the rematch over with and move on for the future, which is, I think, what we're going to see here. So I'm curious to see what is going to happen with uh uh with the the tag team belts so i'm gonna say tomorrow night which probably is already i I could google it and see if i'm right or not but i'm not doing spoilers i'm guessing new day keeps the belts on smackdown people are enjoying booing them right now they're enjoying being able to boo them so people are going to they want to boo them let them boo them all right it's it they're fun to boo are they not fun to boo is new day not fun to boo right now And how obnoxious is that green? I really wanted to change that bright green. I'm like, okay, I think they tried to be pushed as faces, uh, but it just didn't work. So they're doing great as heels, but I'm not sure if the lime green with the, but maybe I hate it. So it's all, maybe it works. I don't know. Do you guys like the lime green with the new day? What could new day do at this point to become even better heels, to be bigger heels? act intelligent, maybe. Maybe if they act intelligent, they can intelligently get people to hate them instead of just getting people to actually hate them. Um, and the Seamus versus Ziggler uh, Extreme Rules, why are they selling Ziggler as the little guy? Right? He's he's here saving them from all the bullies, but essentially he's selling them as the little guy. I mean, he's not... Is, it, is he the little... He's not the little guy. He's not the little... I mean, he's not... 10 feet, you know, six foot seven, 10 feet, but he's not a, the little guy. I mean, what are they, why are they trying to make a cruiserweight out of the entire roster? Or maybe they're just using Sheamus to make the little guys look better because the little guys are the talent on the roster. So having this big, giant Sheamus bully is probably great uh, for these little guys because it lets them shine right especially if sheamus is willing to to put him over on occasion which he does he's great he puts people over he's lost matches since he's been back he has i don't know how many like shoulder down but sheamus is doing great as a heel um i i I didn't want sheamus or ziggler this is my i didn't want sheamus or ziggler and extreme rules i i wanted them both to lose uh, just to be honest with you, the extreme kiss my eye uh, like please, neither one of them like should win. Can we not have either one of them win, please? Can that be a thing? Can neither one of these guys win? I don't want to see anybody kiss anybody's ass. Okay, this is wrestling. I think that ruined the match for me, knowing that somebody was ha- going to pull down their pants and somebody else was going to put their face and this guy's ass. I mean. I get it, it's a kiss, but it just kind of ruined it for me. it I don't think it matters how good the match was. I wasn't interested because I didn't want to see the outcome. And I'll even say this. Sheamus's reaction after he lost. Seamus' reaction after he lost at Extreme Rules was the most entertaining part of that match. Watching Sheamus react, that face, those eyes, the running around, that was really entertaining. I mean, I predicted it was easily predictable at that point that he's just going to beat up Ziggler and do the reversal and leave, right? So, but that was definitely mo- the most entertaining part of that particular match. And again, the main event was great. Uh, so there were some good spots. And there were some good spots I think I had a phone call during the Divas match And I didn't go back and watch it uh, Again, glowing shoes, I don't know Alright, so The Raw uh, Recappuccino Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is, brings us to this week's Edition of the Raw Recappuccino Every week we take the Hottest, most bubbly, caffeinated parts of Monday Night Raw. And this week, starting off, Justin Bieber. Why would they do that to the hottest guy on the roster? I am a huge Rollins fan. And to be honest, I didn't like the Justin Bieber chance. Justin Bieber is the lowest form of talent in the music industry. And I use the word talent loosely. Right? Why would they even call him Justin Bieber? Because of his highlight? Whatever. Justin Bieber doesn't have a highlight. I know this because I Googled this. He doesn't even have long hair or talent. It's the talent art that bugs me the most. Um, I mean, was that plan? Did Kane accidentally start those chants? Was it scripted to have Kane call him Justin Bieber? And why does Kane know who Justin Bieber is? He was the devil's favorite demon for how many years? Oh, wait. Okay, that makes sense. That's probably how he knows Justin Bieber. All right. Monday Night Raw, I was thinking, I I thought this a couple times, I'm really liking the products right now. I'm really liking the product right now. It made me laugh on a number of occasions last night. It was a very entertaining show. For the most part, it was entertaining. I like what we're getting. I like the new faces. I think we need a couple new faces still to come up from NXT. I don't think they need to wait. We really need to get a couple. Charlotte is like, okay, can we please get Charlotte in there now? Okay, so uh on raw a nice new uh shirt by reigns i was like oh hey he got rid of the vest nice new shirt and then he came back for his match and he's like oh no back to the vest all right uh the rusev and lana this is uh man i mean they're gonna separate uh it's probably gonna happen unless it's a double you know uh turn which i don't really see it so rusev and lana if lana goes single um this is does anybody remember Sable and Mark Merrow. And you remember that? All right, let me ask this question again. Does anybody remember Sable? And does anybody remember Mark Merrow? Some of you may, some of you may not. I don't want to see that happen here, but I fear that we could just have a Sable breakout and Rusev, the Russian bull, could seriously be uh, in jeopardy. At least that character, and I hope not. I hope, I hope not. I, from the beginning, from the beginning, I know he has talent. I know he's bigger and better than Nikolai Volkov. You know, because I've said he's like the, the, it's an iron cheek and Nikolai Volkov. But that's a combination of the, that's the character, that's the character that's been put on him, and it bothered me from the beginning because time after time, any. Anybody that they do this to, and they this is not the first person they've done this character to, uh, has a serious shelf life. And I don't want to see that out of this guy. This guy has a lot of talent. Um, I think we really need to see something either big or new from him that really strengthens him and solidifies him without Lana. Because right now, people are chanting for Lana, you know. Um, I mean, he could become irrelevant. You lose Lana. If Rusev loses Lana right now, could he be in jeopardy? Could his character be in jeopardy? Could he be outshined by his former manager? Why don't you ask Mark Merrow? All right. Bo Dallas. Uh, I love this heel. It's so much darker, the disgusting cheese heads. Like, it's a much darker side to Bo Dallas. On the mic... And in the ring, Bo is setting up for a major overhaul. And I believe really soon, uh, I, it's going to be soon. All right? The darker attitude, the darker goatee, putting on weight. I'm excited to see what we get out of Bo Dallas moving forward. Um, I really am. I'm really excited to see what we get out of Bo Dallas. I mean, is it a coincidence? Is it a coincidence? That his real-life brother Bray Wyatt came out and attacked Ryback, daring Ryback's match with Bo Dallas. Are they hinting towards something? I would. Bo Dallas. I mean, they, I I think they're building for something, and it could be in a direction with his brother. So, um, all right. Again, is Bree Belly getting a face push? Uh, I'm starting. I'm starting to think somebody at WWE is listening to the Yes Talk. Xavier Woods is now the new voice of the New Day. Everybody we've come on and we've done our gimmick change with has slowly had their gimmick changes. Every I keep making little things that keep happening. I'm not saying anybody from the WWE is listening to the Yes Talk, but, but... I am saying that maybe, based off some nice things I've seen, maybe somebody at the WWE is listening to the S yes Talk. So when Bray Wyatt came out for Ryback on Raw, how many of you thought about the S yes Talk last week? How many of you thought about yours truly, Dustin Kaufman? And then how many of you stopped for a minute realized what you were watching, and then went, what the fuck are you doing? This falls to another poor booking uh, for Roman Reigns. I mean, what is Roman Reigns doing back near the title? Not any title, just the title. You want to put a title on Roman Reigns right now or in the near future? Let him answer one of the U.S. Open challenges and actually beat John Cena for the belt. Then let it go to a pay-per-view and have Roman Reigns successfully defend the title against John Cena. See how that goes. See how he does with the U.S. title. See how the fans react to him after going over with Cena. And I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to see Roman Reigns have, win it at a booked match with Cena. I, I, that's not what I want to see I don't want to see Roman Reigns get the US title from John Cena at a pay-per-view I would be okay with Roman Reigns winning the US title but I'd want to see him do it from an open challenge on Raw just come out for that surprise and it would be a good surprise you would get a good pop it's kind of like a a small it's a big push i think as good as those matches have been lately those u.s title open challenges let roman reigns come out knock out john cena and take the title right there on raw that's what i would like to see happen but uh no at payback uh, reigns shouldn't be anywhere near that main event The main card, sure, but not the main event, uh, and not for the title. The way I see it, Ryback has no business being anywhere near a Bray Wyatt, and Reigns doesn't need to be anywhere near the title match. And let's face it, Reigns isn't going to win the belt at Payback. He just isn't. So if he's not going to win, anyways, and Ryback sure isn't going over on Bray Wyatt, why not have Roman Reigns go against Bray Wyatt? What a physical match that would be. How awesome would that mean that would be a physical match and we've seen I mean with the shield and the Wyatt family we've seen them in the ring before so they have that chemistry but this is definitely a different time there is no it's it's not the Wyatt family in the shield I mean at least in everyone else's mind Roman Reigns might still think he's in the shield I don't but it would just be Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns and they're bigger. They're bigger than the Wyatt family. They're bigger than the shield was. These guys are huge. I I don't know. I don't I remember what happened. Do you remember what happened to Ryback? When they brought him in, they kept putting him in these title matches that he wasn't going to win. It didn't work for him. I don't want to see that happen to Roman Reigns. I don't. I thought the WWE was doing good by having Roman Reigns with Big Show. I do. I think, it's a, again, it's a big drop down from Brock Lesnar. It's a big step down from Brock Lesnar. But it's good. It was hiding him, protecting him, putting him back in the main light, putting him back near the title. Now, right after all that fan abuse at WrestleMania, let the man rest. Let him just let him grow naturally. Let him figure out who he is in the ring first. Take him out of the main event. Take him away from the main title. Put him on the US title. Heck if Daniel Bryan's not able to compete. Oh god. I don't know if they want to do that again. Could you imagine Right after Royal Rumble, if Daniel Bryan had to pass that belt on and Roman Reigns got it, what happens to Roman Reigns at that point? What happens to – is that the same thing all over again? I think it's dangerous. I don't think Roman Reigns needs to be in the main title. Uh, Again, after what we just saw, talking it over right now, I don't think Roman Reigns needs to get the Intercontinental belt from or after Daniel Bryan. I think the best thing for Roman Reigns right now is to go beat Cena on Raw at a U.S. Open Challenge. All right, uh, what a great promo by Damian Sandow this week. Uh, that was, it was, it we opened up. It was just him. It was just him talking. I don't know what I thought about the impersonations and the mimicking. I sure hope he doesn't do that more. I just he's such a he has such a clean slate he has such a clean slate he's so talented he can he obviously can talk he can wrestle why oh god what let him just be he said that he was told he wasn't entertaining he was incredibly entertaining Damien Sandow was incredibly entertaining. I thought it spoke a lot when he was out there in a plain black T-shirt. He didn't even have a T-shirt. Does Sandow not have an actual up-to-date T-shirt to promote? I mean, is it, I mean, he's not going to be selling any Mizdow. I guess he's not going to be doing any You're Welcome or I Am Greater Than You. I've, the, I loved the bathrobe. I loved the I Am Greater Than You. He was a good heel. Maybe it's good he got away from it. Maybe he was kind of close to the genius. Remember the genius? Maybe it was kind of on that level. So, I mean, maybe that's good. Maybe somebody's like, hey, we've seen this kind of before and it didn't really explode. We could probably be a little bit better. Um, I don't know. Damien Sandow, I mean... Got a lot of talent. Give them a better robe. Take them out of a bathrobe. Put them in a better robe. Just put them in something. Give them something. Give them a, give them a slogan. Give them a t-shirt. Give him an opportunity. Forget this mimicking. Oh, God. Oh, man. All right. Um, and uh lastly with the raw, Recappuccino. Is the voting rigged? Is I this was actually asked to me. I have two questions from uh our are uh, from our fans. How about that? We have somebody emailed me. One of our fans, Nathaniel Feliciano, emailed me last night and he said, is the voting rigged? And uh, I, I, you know, when he asked me that, I was just very casual. It's like, you know, the apps, who do you want to see him wrestle? Who do you want to see this? Spe- and I was like, I think, I think it's rigged in the sense of who your options are. Okay. I think it's rigged in the sense of who your options are. Are uh, like when Shawn Michaels, they had a, I think, believe it was a Triple H match, and it was the WWE universe was going to vote who the special guest referee was, and your options were Booker T, Bob Backlund, and Shawn Michaels. They always hype it up, right? They Shawn Mike, I mean, and no, let's face it, nobody. It doesn't matter who. Sean Michaels is obviously going to win that. Right? So even last night when Kane says, when he says, who do you want to, who do you want to see in the main event at Payback? He says, "Do you want to see do you want to see Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton or do you want to see Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns or do you want to see Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton?" Versus Roman Reigns In a triple threat match Right, okay So that's how they deliver that They build that third one of anticipation Okay, so I thought, okay It's probably booked on Rigged on that level right? but not actually I'm sure they let people vote But then I Thought about it Because there was recently a, a, A leak There was a payback promo leaked promoting this triple threat right here with Seth Rollins, with uh Randy Orton, and with Roman Reigns. Before Extreme Rules even happened. So okay, before Extreme Rules, they have a leaked promo come out uh building the triple threat for payback. Okay. But uh so on Raw, they're gonna ask us to vote. They're hey, vote and tell us who you wanna see. So, is it rigged? I don't know. Is it? I mean, it very well easily could be. I mean, it is the WWE. It's not rigged. It's just entertaining. Huh? Huh? All right. And lastly, one more question from uh, the world of social media, again, uh, from Nathaniel Feliciano. Do you think the absence of Brock Lesnar makes the fans keep watching for his return? I think the fans are going to keep watching anyways. Brock Lesnar is going to come back when he's going to come back. And everybody will know when Brock Lesnar comes back and they'll just be watching. I don't think anybody's coming back to watch Brock Lesnar. I don't think really many people left until Brock Lesnar comes back. So to answer your question, do I think the absence of Brock Lesnar makes the fans keep watching for his return? Uh, Ah, no, maybe. Maybe that works. Uh, I do know that the absence of the Yes Talk makes fans want to keep coming back for more the Yes Talk. So that is this week's episode, everybody. So in my absence, until next week, you need to miss me. This is the Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'll see you next week. I'm Dustin Kaufman. I guess I won't see you, but we'll talk. All right. Enjoy your wrestling, wrestling fans. I love you.